Dating Skills Review, the central source for dating advice for men, presents Dating Groove Insider. Hey, this is Angel from Dating Skills Review. Today we've got Fader from Love Systems. Hey, Fader. Hey, how's it going, man? All right, really good, man. Um, so, you know, Fader has been with Love Systems a long time, uh, for, since way back in 2006, is that right? Yep, half a decade now. Wow. <laughs> when you can say half a decade, that's a long time. And you've been <laughs> running uh, boot camps the whole, the whole time, and you're based in NYC. Yeah, boot camps, and um, right now we're moving to also doing the, the stripper workshops, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. But yeah, both that one-on-ones, phone consultations. Great, great. Well, yeah, so I did want to talk about the stripper stuff because uh, I think you were in L.A. this weekend and it was um, it was uh, Love Systems first and actually, as you're saying, it was an industry first. So, yeah, I'd love to hear a bit about, you know, what what is the, the stripper, the stripper game um, boot camp that you ran this last weekend? Sure. Just um, one quick correction. It was, ac- it was actually in Vegas. Um, okay. What I'll do is I'll run you through, let me run you through how the program came about. And I can tell you a little bit about the specifics of the program. Excellent. So what was happening was I want to give the students as much time and value on a workshop as possible, a regular boot camp. So I was taking them out, and the infield would end at 2, and the only place to go was strip clubs. Strip clubs would still be open. So I started taking students to strip clubs on workshop, regular boot camp, to extend the field, give them an extra two free hours. And, you know, over the course of two days, four hours, it's actually a free day. What started happening was I started getting um, really good results, and I didn't understand why I was getting the results. Basically, when you – now I do understand, but at the time I didn't. Basically, when you hit a more advanced level of game, what you should be doing is you should be doing – you could call it blueprinting, for lack of a better term. You're, you're not going to treat, you know, a Colombian off the boat the way you would treat a Harvard-educated lawyer, which is different than you would treat a hipster, which is different than you would treat, say, a goth girl. These are all very specific. The, the attraction switches will work on all of them, but obviously, you know, a, a Wall Street-educated or a Harvard-educated lawyer, she's going to be a little bit different than a party girl, right? So what was happening was, I kept seeing strippers. What's very interesting with strippers and girls who are hired for their looks is there's a common psychology. You're seeing the same girl over and over and over, over again. And I grew up partying in New York City and being in the club scene. And you know, when I had no game, I was around these girls. I just wasn't able to do anything, whether it was, you know, fear of escalating on them or not knowing what to say you know, or always being kind of in the friend zone while they went and hooked up with my friends. So I had a very good reference base for when I was in the strip clubs. And so now that I had game, what I started to do was see the social patterns, and I started to figure out how to, for lack of a better term, exploit them. And from there, I, I gained such a body of knowledge and such a reputation for picking up strippers, and it's something I do on every workshop. I'm going to Portland this weekend, and I'll be dragging the students to strip clubs just like I dragged a bunch of them to strip clubs two weeks ago in Scottsdale. Uh, so I was like, well, why don't – here's what's funny. 
I'm not even teaching it for money. I'm just teaching it almost to get the knowledge out there because there's, I have such a, I feel like I'm one of the few who has this kind of a, a base of knowledge. And believe it or not, you know, it's supposed to be 10 hours of theory. I, I have a problem where I taught it last weekend. I didn't even get to teach everything I wanted, and I taught 15 and a half hours of theory. So, just, just so, is this all just on these types of girls, right? It was stuff you'd say. So, like, just to give us a bit of background, uh, someone who attends this kind of workshop, um, should they already know the kind of the magic bullets and all the other love system stuff before they go there, or do you teach that as well? Uh, I teach a very, very small subset of it that's much more in-depth. It, it would really help if people walked in with a good, solid base. It would make things better. I had... I had two students this weekend. One, he hasn't taken a workshop with me, but he took a workshop with a competing company many years ago. Mm. He already had a decent, uh, with Juggler, he already, he, he had a decent base. Um, this really, really helped him. I think that this really isn't the type of course where, you know, someone who hasn't done, I don't know, a thousand approaches or, you know, I can't do the arbitrary numbers or had 20 lays. It, it wouldn't. It would be helpful for them to get their feet wet because this this type of course, especially with the in field, you know, the in, it's geared towards girls hired for their looks, strippers, models, bartenders. But the in field, that's going to take place in strip clubs, and in strip clubs you get few to little mistakes. Any mistake, and they'll go back to work. The only the only time that that doesn't happen is if you have like a baby face, you look innocent. The stripper thinks you're a virgin, and she thinks it's enduring that you're in the strip club, right? Other than that, they're there to work, right? That's the, no, the number one rule of any form of hired gun game is that people forget that they're in a social situation with the girl, but the girl's working. When you walk away, there are ramifications to the pickup, whether it's a waitress at work, whether it's a girl at a kiosk in the mall, or whether it's, you know, even a girl who... Uh, working for the Peace Corps who's on the street with three of her friends hanging out flyers. She's yeah. working. Right? So oh. when you say walk away, do you mean you're walking away? What you, uh, when I say walk away, no, I mean the girls will walk away, right? Because right. the infield's the taking place at strip clubs. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to the strip clubs, and that's why, unfortunately, due to the nature of strip club game, I can only do it in certain cities. Um, if any... I just can't do it in any city because I, I know that we're going to burn through clubs very quickly because what what happens is the girls gossip on where the money is uh, and there's good things and bad things about that. So, okay, so like uh, a couple of things, I guess. Like, sure. I, I, you know, I, I haven't been to any strip clubs in, in the U.S. I've been to somewhere in the, out the rest of the world. So uh, how, how does it work? Can you, like you're saying you're going to several clubs. Like do you have to pay fees to get into each one or – um, yeah, we, you, de you have to pay fees depending on the city uh, will determine how expensive the club is. In Vegas, last weekend on Memorial Day, which is a major holiday, the clubs were $30. Generally, you know, in, in Scottsdale, it was $10. Portland, it'll be like $5. Well, that's um, cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. But for Vegas, you know, you're dealing with the best of the best. So they're going to make their money. Um, the number one strip club in the United States, in fact, they were making so much money that they weren't even letting people in. They were turning taxis away. We couldn't even get in, unfortunately. Um, Where, which one's that? Uh, Spearmint Rhino. Oh, that, that, we, we got that in London, too. 
Yeah, I've, I've heard. I'd, li- I'd like to see it. I'd, I definitely <laughs> would like to see it. Actually, I know some of the Love Systems guys go there in London. Yeah. Time to celebrate. I mean, I don't know how it is. I don't know how the brand holds up, but in Vegas, it's considered the best of the best. I was mm-hmm. actually on Monday talking to a girl who I'm friends with. We were at a Wet Republic, which is a pool party, and she basically she had made eight thousand dollars in three days. So, I mean, good for her. You know, she was just in there cleaning up, and just it has such a reputation. It sells itself. So there's a line. They get to capacity and they just won't let guys in. Sucks. Yeah. And I guess I guess there's different types of strip clubs as well, right? Um, yeah. Like yes. cleaner ones. I, I, yes. I'm not sure. I haven't been experimenting right now, but I had the impression that it was one of the cleaner ones. Yeah. Um, um, well, you don't like, you don't want to go by clean. No, no, no. Don't think of it as in terms of clean. That's mm-hmm. sort of right, but sort of wrong. Think of it in terms of how no one is more cognizant of her looks and how valuable they are than a girl who works in the sex industry, right? So think of how attractive the girls are, and that will cause, uh, that will bring a certain type of girl. Those girls are more socially savvy, and they're competing for more money. So you have, how I would list clubs, is you have like your show club, like a Spearmint Rhino, where you'll have, you know, you'll have tens, you'll have porn stars, you'll have girls who are just, they look like almost like cartoons because they're so perfect. Mm. Then you have your kind of your mid-level clubs that are not as good. It, it depends on the environment. For example, in like a St. Louis, Missouri, Penthouse would be the best club. Um, Penthouse in New York is a good club. Penthouse in Houston is a good club. I don't. They don't have a Penthouse in 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 Vegas. At least I don't know of one. But they have a Hustler. Hustler was an awful club. Whereas a Hustler or a brand like Penthouse, they would normally hold their own. In a place like Vegas, they're going to be overshadowed, right? So you have kind of like your your show club, your brand name club. Then you have now you start to get into what you're talking about, your dirtier clubs, which are you know there's going to be there's going to be prostitution in the business. It's called extras. The girls are going to be soliciting that. Um, and then you have like your your really really just terrible 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 club, terrible clubs. These are places that are just very sketchy. Um, I and then really the quality, you know, I, I guess the quality goes exactly with that hierarchy you um, you, you outlined there. With, yes. Uh, so, I mean, in, in those sketchy clubs, you're going to get you know much lower quality. Probably just normal girls, I guess. Normal. Um, or yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Some some of them do have like average girls. Um, sometimes I think that you know strip club should really, someone should pass a law on who's allowed to take off their clothes because some places I'm just like, what's going on here? You, the, from the dancer's point of view, she makes a choice. She can, and those choices, she makes that choice directly related to how much money she thinks she'll make. She can go to a experiment rhino and compete for five, $6,000 a night and she's a small fish in a big pool or she can stay in a city like Cleveland, work at a strip club like Christie's and be a big fish in a small pool and try to use that strategy to dominate the club, right? She'll do that based on where she thinks she can make the most money. Um, there's also there's also little other nuances, like um, girls, when they travel, to cl- it's very ballsy for girls to go travel from one club to another, especially if the club is not a travel-based club, meaning Spam and Rhino in Vegas, girls flock there from all over the United States. Christie's in Cleveland, where... Cleveland's actually my favorite place to teach workshops, and I'm, I'm, 
friends with quite a few of the dancers there, for a girl who doesn't live in Cleveland to travel there to compete against them, she walks into a situation where every dancer will hate her, right? So that girl, she knows when she's walking in there, she's going to have all the odds against her, the way these girls work. There's a lot of, the, the social dynamics are just amazing. These girls are very, very socially savvy. They, you know, they might, they might not be able to tell you who the, who, who the president of the United States is, but uh, they are very, very socially savvy. It's um, tribal. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like social Darwinism. It's like they're forced to learn this, you know. Uh, I, like, I, have, I have seen something. I think, you know, I don't know if you've been to Thailand and Bangkok. And, and no. Bangkok. Well, you know, I think that's probably something like on steroids, as strip clubs oh. on steroids. And I've seen uh, that, you know, that basically fighting, and um, and and you'll have like a queen of the the club, and and you know, if okay. anyone, if like anyone's getting more attention or anyone's getting prized by uh, a client or anything, um, she'll jump on, jump on it. And I've seen that a couple of times when I was showing friends on um, the local scenery. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's it's interesting. Okay, so let's get like kind of get back to the you know what you've been teaching sure. this this weekend. Um, so so it was the first one, and how how did it go? Like what what kind of things did you did you work on um, that, that the guys were interested in learning? Sure. Uh, basically, the only the only downside for me for the weekend, we'll start with we'll get the bad out of the way, was I had way too much content, and even though I gave them basically a free day of content. I still didn't get to teach everything, so I'm going to have to scale that down. Uh, one thing that's important for me as a teacher is I always want people to understand psychology. I have this idea that I call it the chessboard theory, which is if, you know, you, we put a chessboard in a room and you had to make a move, I had to make a move, the greatest chess player in the world had to make a move, we probably all make different moves. The move is really the move is really a symptom of the real problem, which is our thought process. We want right thought processes. So the first day what I did was I spent, I spent the day teaching a lot of psychology, female psychology. Most guys don't understand how women are socialized and what they go, th go through growing up and how they make the decision to whether it's, you know, be a bartender, be a shot girl, be a stripper, be a prostitute, be a porn star, how they go about making these decisions, right? So then... After that, what we taught was hired gun psychology, which is, you know, hired gun is a very loosely used term in the community. I use it in two ways. I use it, and I believe anytime you're interacting with a girl in a social situation um, where she's working and you're just in the social situation, that's a hired gun. The old school way of using it is a girl who's hired for their looks. Now, bartenders, shock girls, things of this nature. So... Then I taught the psychology behind hired guns because there's a unique psychology to them too. Then I taught the psychology for strippers. Um, specifically, I have a lot of psychology for that. I taught that. And then I started to teach the psychology of, of either A, miscellaneous points, and B, uh, the strip club itself. Because the strip club itself has its own, it is its own entity that has its own psychology that's built into it. Right? So I taught all that. I taught them opening, and that was it. The reason, I, the reason I don't go into attraction is twofold. A, I don't have enough time, and B, I need to see what I'm working with before I start molding them. So, 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 so after that first day, how long was it altogether, by the way? Uh, the first day, it was supposed so to the go. Whole, sorry, the whole program. 
the program is supposed to be 10 hours of theory and eight hours of in field. This one ended up uh, 15 hours of theory and I think about 18 hours of in field. Wow, so this is like three days or something? I mean, I'll try to, I mean, I'm, I'm a party kid, so I'll just hang out as long as I'm having fun and the students are learning. Uh, I mean, I'm down to always stay out. Unfortunately, that goes by the city I'm in. I, didn't, I chose to do this in Vegas because I knew I could give the students more time. <laughs> like you'd want to give them more time. Okay. Right. Well, why not? We're hanging out in a strip club. I'm trying to pull too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think, though, but in, in all honesty, I, it should be 10 and 8. Uh, I, I know I'll end up always teaching more than 10, but on, on a, we'll call that a, a, a unofficially official, if that makes sense. It's always going to be sold as 10. There is a chance that one day maybe it'll become a three-day course. I don't really want it to be a three-day course. I just want it to be a two-day course. So... Okay, so, uh, so so you taught them the theory, and then you took them into the club to to practice the opening. Is that That's right. It? I took them. I took them into the strip clubs, and now they have a good grasp. It's not like, you know, in a way, it's like real game. Now you have students, at least for this workshop. You know, one of the students he was from Korea. Um, the strip club situation is very different in Korea than in the United States. So. He had never been to a United States strip club, so immediately I was getting him up to speed. The other student had been to one before, but much like, you know, a regular boot camp where students have probably been to bars or clubs, but now they're seeing it differently, he's now immediately seeing it differently, right? So as his interactions happen, as my interactions happen, I begin to, give, to mold him and make changes in the way he's, he's interacting. For example, um, what I love about stripper game is strippers that they're like they're like um, they're like little pickup artists. Like they have their own routine stacks. You yeah. know, they have masters of frame control. So I'll teach students things like, for example, stay off of her material, stay on yours. Right. So right. one 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 attraction switch for strippers is demonstrating that you have inside information, that you understand the business. So what one of the unique glitches of strip club game? There are a lot of unique glitches to the actual to the actual game that exists only there and not in real game. I'll give you an example. In a strip club, the onus is on her because she's trying to sell me. So in real game, you do a cold approach, it'd be kind of weird for you to just stop talking. You can't do that. You can do takeaways once she likes you, right? A strip club, you can just literally do takeaways immediately. So she'll come up and she'll say, hi. And I'll be like, hi. She'll be like, I'm Bambi or some bullshit. Now right there, what she's doing is she's baiting for me to go, uh, hi, I'm Fader, right? She goes, I'm Bambi, and I'll just shake her hand. And she'll be like, and who are you? And I'll be like, you want my real name or my stage name, right? Now, right there, I'm about to divert her off course. Now, she knows what the term stage name is. That's what Bambi is. Her name's not really Bambi, right? And if her parents named her Bambi, they were basically dooming her to be a stripper. So that's their fault. Um, but she'll... she'll not know what to do with this. So she'll be like, I want both. And I'll be like, well, I'll be like, you can't have both. I'm the high maintenance one in this relationship. So mm -hmm. she'll be like, your stage name. And I'll be like, are you ready? I'll be like, it's bamboo. She'll be like, bamboo? I'll be like, yeah, it's exotic, yet phallic. Right? Now, sometimes some of them will laugh. Sometimes some of them will, some of them will laugh because they know what phallic means. Sometimes some of them will laugh and they don't know what phallic means, and I can clearly tell it's like a forced laugh. 
And I'll be like, you don't even know what phallic means. I'll be like, are you smart? I don't like smart girls. I'm giving you a smart test. Now, right here, I've, t- I've now taken over, right? I've knocked her off her little pickup artist stripper game program, and now I'm leading and she's listening. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay, so that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm expo- How is that? I was able to do that by I was exploiting things that only exist in the strip club. The idea of knowing that there's a stage name, the idea that I could break rapport, the idea that I can start teasing her um, more, I don't want to say harsh because telling her she's not smart really isn't that harsh for strippers, but you can, you can, you can level all these nuances to take control. One of the, the interesting things about stripper game is that, in my opinion, you know, after having been doing this for, you know, five years, uh, for me, you know, I like a certain kind of girl. I like, I like girls with breast implants. I like, you know, kind of trashy girls. That's just, that's kind of the, for, I mean, for hooking up, that's what I like. I don't exactly like to date them, um, although I end up being forced to date them, which kind of sucks. Uh, I think it's the easiest, strip club game is the easiest way to get really hot girls, really easy, who are good in bed, really consistently. Because you're dealing, yeah, you're dealing with the same girl over and over and over again. Whereas, you know, like I said, you know, what Love Systems teaches is very good. It will work. There's no doubt about it. But trying once you get to a more you know intermediate bleeding into advanced stage treating a girl who's like a hipster the same way you treat a party girl the same way you treat um i don't know a girl off the boat this is all when i say off the boat you know either like an exchange student or someone who just moved to the country you're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot because they can all they can all be treated in their own unique way which which will do which will make so what we're doing with game is we're just making, we're taking boy meets girl, boy and girl liking each other, starting a sexual relationship, and going from there. We're just trying to make it run as fast as possible. We're trying to be as efficient as possible. So, you know, whereas these principles will work, these being like love systems principles, you know, uh, someone who can speak Spanish and likes dancing and understands the Colombian culture will move things along faster than someone who's never dealt with a Colombian before. So with Stripper Game, what's happening in Hired Guns, too, is because we're always meeting the same kind of girl with minor modifications, it's very easy to get them. Paradoxically, um, I always say this, it's the easiest form of game, but it's also the hardest form of game. It's, it's very difficult because you're competing against money, you're competing against drugs, you're, you're, you're competing against girls who are very bitter and jaded, some of them. So things happen really quickly with a stripper game. And hired gun game, they always have, they have, they have so much access to sex. Um, just, it's unrealistic. They always have so taking But you've got to offer something else. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like, you've got over quite a few things there that are interesting. I think, I think one of the things is that, you know, you're saying that, you know, a lot of the girls are very similar, and that's one of the reasons that you like it, because you know you're going to find a certain, I guess, a type of attitude and a type of attitude when it comes to sex, and, you know, this, the right. sort of that you value in a relationship. Um, yes. So, I, you know, does that come from, I, I, I can see how that comes from being, you know, pretty socialized by the environment they're in, right? So, like, a girl has been there for one year, you know, she might not necessarily be really molded into that social environment and, and have taken on those character- characteristics. But if she's been there for three years, 
I guess you know you you've probably seen seen enough of these now that you know they they pretty much turn out the same way. Is that is that like true? Like it's it, it's not about giving stereotypes here, but um, you definitely see patterns forming. Yes, I, I'm when stereotypes is a really ugly word. It's you mm. know it's the difference between you know what's the difference between influence and manipulation. I mean they're kind of different spins on the same thing. All people yeah. in life look for patterns and and you know, patterns are stereotyping in a way. So what you're saying is true. Definitely the environment and how long she's been dancing will play a, um, a major part in how, how she is. Also, how attractive she is and what brought her to the darkness, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, there are many different ways they end up dancing. Um, one, of my, one of my good friends... She basically, I, I met her on workshop. You know, she was a she was 19. She's very outgoing. She was a promotion. She was a promotional model, and um, she's very sweet. She's very nice. She comes from a good family. Doesn't do drugs. Then when I got back to Scottsdale a year later, and we were gonna hang out, and she was like, "Well, I need like two hours to get ready," and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to Skins, which is a strip club," and she's yeah. like, "Oh, she's like, she's like, I can't go there." And I didn't even invite her there. And I'm like, well, I'm like, why can't you go there? And she's like, well, I work there. And later on when I hung out with her, I asked her about this. And she said, well, she said, you know, now she was 21. Um, and she basically said, I'm like, your parents own a yoga studio. You're not abused. You come from a good family. Why would you, why would you go there? She's like, well, she's like, one of my friends wanted to go. And she dresses very sexually aggressive. This is, you know, this is a very, girl is very comfortable with sexuality. She said, I tried it for one night. It's like I made $700. She's like, you know, I have, I have a job. She works at, um, shit, not Abercrombie & Fitch, but one of these stores like Abercrombie & Fitch where she makes, you know, $7 an hour. She's like, mm-hmm. you know, I made so much money. She's like, why not? Right? That's one attitude as opposed to, you know, this weekend, unfortunately, in Vegas, you know, the student picked up a dancer who actually wanted to go home with him, who really liked him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was very quick to admit that, you know, she her father had sexually molested her. Right? So that that's really unfortunate, but they all find it different ways, and it all it depends on again where they're dancing. The, the one thing that's for certain is no matter how long they're dancing, um, it's going to get worse because even if they're innocent, they're surrounded by toxic people continuously, and real toxic politics, really catty behavior, and girls with really really bad values. So it's just a matter of time till it's a downward spiral. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, and I totally agree with you. Actually, I have experience in this. I, I dated a, a stripper for a while, and I have my own opinion sure. on that, which I might um, add in later. But I wanted to ask you a few questions, which sure. you know, um, kind of like you know um, bring some of this stuff to a, a point. Is sure. like I'm going to fire them all at you like now, but um, we okay. can go tackle them kind of how you, how you how you want. Um, first of all, like. Why, why, why is it, you know, what, what, what can we get from dating strippers? Um, you know, what, what kind of, ex, what, what is the value in it? Like from a self-development area or just from a, you know, hot girls area? Or like what kind of motivations um, do you think it's going to suit um, for guys where they can actually get value from it and whatever kind of value that is? Um, how long, like, so, so like, if if the guys are interested in those things, how long is it going to take? Like, in your opinion, to get to get good at this, you know, um, how much practice do you, do you have to put in, and 
what level should you have to kind of start getting into this before it would actually make sense? Sure. Um, to answer your first question, you know, it depends on what you what you're looking for in girls. Everyone, one thing that I've learned, one overarching principle I've learned from teaching for so long is that you can never really judge anyone, meaning everyone has different qualifications. I had a student who, you know, he wanted he wanted an Ivy League-educated girl. And whereas I don't care about that, that was important to him. And if that wasn't, not a stripper, not a stripper game student, obviously, but a regular student, if that was important to him, he should have that. There's no reason he shouldn't have that. To me, I don't, I don't even care. My qualifications are, you know, will the girl make, you know, will she be affectionate? Is she, will she be a good partner? Will she be a good mother? Stripper game for me, why I date, why, what other guys can get out of dating strippers is number one, unfortunately, is the trophy wife factor, right? They're very, very hot. They're also really, really sexual. Um, no matter a, how good a girl is going to be in bed is going to come down to her comfort levels with her own sexuality. And there are just a certain amount of girls who are just, you know, I mean, 30% of girls have never had an orgasm from penetration. That's an actual real statistic you can look up. You know, if a girl's not comfortable with her sexuality, you could have the best, you know, the best comfort game in the world. And if she's not comfortable, the sex will be bad. Uh, there's no one more comfortable with their sexuality than the girl who's taking off her clothes for money. So you get you get attractive girls, you get girls who are not only attractive but very very sexual. You also get girls who are really open-minded, non-judgmental. For people who have unique lifestyles, it makes it they're more understanding. Whereas I don't believe in lying to girls. So when I meet regular girls, I have to explain to them my job. You know, I'm right now I'm on twenty. 27 city tour. I've done, I've done eight. I've done 12 cities in the last 13 weeks. Any girl I've met along the road, her knowing that a guy she likes or a guy she slept with or a guy she wants to pursue a relationship with, it's very difficult for them to be accepting of the fact that you're going to be going out and meeting other girls. Um, this could be true for you know if you have a relationship where a guy travels a lot. And he's not even teaching pickup. He's a businessman. He's gone. These girls, because they've been through a lot, they're really open-minded, they're really non-judgmental. Um, they kind of come, in my opinion, in two forms. They're either super, super dramatic, or as crazy as it is, they deal with so much drama at the club that in their real life, they're just kind of chill and they just want to have fun. So that's great, too. The only other thing I would say about dating them that's an advantage is they lead very interesting lives, and they, a lot of them have amazing social connections. Um, I've had dancers take me to parties and introduce me to people that I just would never have expected they knew or they've never met before. And it's pretty commonplace. They meet tons of guys all the time. Uh, a dancer I'm, I'm dating now, I actually and I actually thought she was off work, so I went to go to her club uh, just to hang out with one of my friends. It just so happened to me she, she was at work, and she was hanging out with, the, and I'm not going to say who, who it was, but the lead singer of a pretty famous band. She introduced me to him. It was no big deal, and we were just all chilling and hanging out. And I would have never had that experience if I wasn't dating her. So that would be, I would guess, I would say the advantages of dating dancers. Also, like I said, you know, it's very, it's very easy to get them, and it's very once you understand it, and it's also very easy to find them. Whereas, you know, I live in Manhattan. That, you know, I can pick my, Manhattan's a 24/7 city. I could pick out a good club tonight where there's models and go there and practice there. 
that's not everyone's reality. You know, if you live in, I don't know, even, even let's take the last city I went to, Scottsdale, and the city I'm going this weekend, Portland, you know, there are very, very few good places there. Um, if you, it, it, it would be hard to manufacture social situations where you could continuously get a shot at so many attractive girls very quickly. Scottsdale, you might be able to do it because Scottsdale has really hot girls. But again, that, that's more of a one-off than anything else. Um, what, was the, what was the second question you asked me? That wasn't how long it will take someone to get good, was it? I remember there were three questions. Yeah, that, that was it. It was like, how long will it take? You know, how, what will I have to do? What kind I mean, of put in? Sure. Time okay. Words. Yeah, I, I can. That, that, I mean, very, but you know, you can give some kind of. Sure, sure. Uh, here's the great thing about strip clubs is you can just go from strip club to strip club to strip club, and just practice really quickly. Um, I, I would say, I mean, it depends on what level of game you're walking in with. It depends what level of effort you're willing to put in. I mean, it's just like anything else in life. It, it comes down to how hungry you are and how bad do you want it. Uh, I've seen, I mean, I mean, this probably sounds outrageous, but this is this is totally true. I had a student in Portland of this year who, you know, he he was supposed to do a fashion consult with me on Friday morning. So on Thursday I landed and I invited him out to strip clubs. I basically gave him a one-on-one in, in strip club game because, you know, I'm hanging out that Thursday. By Saturday, and he was a virgin, by Saturday, Saturday, he, he made one mistake, and if he hadn't made the mistake, he would have picked up a really hot stripper. Um, now, that being said, he was taking a boot camp, so he was learning on the boot camp. So it's not like he was just walking in super cold. He walked in, learned strip club game quickly. He took the workshops, so he's doing regular sets. And, of course, I'm going to take them to strip clubs, you know, on workshops. So by the time Saturday had come around, he had done Thursday night, you know, four hours of strip club game with me mentoring him one-on-one. Friday, regular workshop, two hours, three hours on a strip club. Saturday, four hours of theater, four hours of in field, you know, two three hours in a strip club. I mean, if, you could. I think that if you if you have your inner game dialed down, you have your your act together, and you're doing okay with game. I I wouldn't. You could probably be pretty proficient within three months. I mean, that doesn't seem unrealistic whatsoever. In fact, I would think it would be much faster than three months. But I'll just put three months out there as a safe number. And um, the last question you asked was really kind of about, you know, the level of skill they should have. Um, I would, you know, honestly, I really think that there's so much, so much psychology going on. I would say you would need at least an interme- intermediate level of game. Uh, I was so, I've seen so many students work with strippers, and you know, I've, I've trained hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guys at this point. There's definitely, a, I, I definitely chose to put. Just to put in the first day, I didn't say this earlier when we were, I guess, talking off, off radio or whatever, off recording, but I definitely made sure to put in about half an hour of inner game because a lot of guys, unfortunately, validate themselves by women and they validate themselves based on how the interaction went and how attractive the girls are. And if a guy is doing that and he's going to go learn stripper game, that guy is going to end up in a really bad situation because the sets happen fast and the girls are hot and they're very socially savvy. So I would think you'd really want to have your inner game down pat. You'd want to have kind of a decent level of game walking in, and that's how you could get the most out of it. I mean, you could take it without having ever done a cold approach, but honestly, I think that would be a waste. Yeah. Well, so, so uh, you know, I, I like the way um, you put that, and it made me really kind of think that, 
you know, because uh, a couple of times I, I've been with, you know, strip clubs with some of my, my, my buddies, and uh, really it was just to see, um, to test ourselves, right? And I was just mm-hmm. thinking right now, you know, that if, if you wanted to test your in a game and everything, you know, it's not a bad place to go because, as you say, they're, they're very heavily socialized and they're very sensitive um, to anything you might do wrong or in, in terms of validation and things like that. So, you know, I, I could see that being another, another it's like like a tool, a learning tool, if you like. Is yeah. you could you could go to some strip clubs, and it, I think it would probably help you know accelerate your advanced learning phase, if you like. You know, when, when you want to get really good and really push yourself, um, it could be a, quite a good learning tool, even if you're not actually interested in you know dating those girls themselves. That's totally true. One one other thing that I've seen it do that you're saying that reminded me is it's actually great for students to have approach anxiety because mm-hmm. they'll approach you, and the reason, there are a lot of reasons that people have approach anxiety, but what, what's really, really happening with approach anxiety is, you know, I did a keynote uh, super conference in 2008, and I understand what the community says about, you know, hardwired, this and that. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. What I did was I studied agoraphobia. You know, we won't, we won't get into the depth, but it was a really... Uh, high-level view of agoraphobia is if you, it's a fear of wide open spaces. And if you can't be, if agoraphobic, if you're agoraphobic and you're not treated, uh, your life pretty much ends because you can't leave your house. 90% of agoraphobics can be treated either through medication or through therapy. So I started with that and I started working my way towards approach anxiety. Um, the real reason people have approach anxiety, and I'll just tell it to you and I'll show you why strip club game short circuits this, is we're hardwired to make value calculations. We make value calculations consistently. If, uh, if someone said, you know, uh, let's say the workshop I'm teaching on stripper game cost $100,000, no one would sign up for it because the, the, the compliance, the value in the, in the workshop, the value of the information isn't worth the compliance, right, of giving it to 100000 However, if the course was give me 100000 and within two years you're guaranteed 100% to make a million dollars, every single person would sign up for that because now all of a sudden what you're getting, your value for your compliance has changed. So people, people, people in general don't like being judged. People feel really insecure when people are judging them. That's why public speaking universally is considered the number one fear, it's even a bigger fear than death. So when people do the approach, what's really happening is because they have an attachment to the outcome and how it's going to go, and they feel that it's going to validate or invalidate who they are, they start, they have self-induced anxiety. One thing you can ask yourself is, do dogs have approach anxiety? Do, you know, um, when, uh, I don't know, when lions mate, does the lion have approach anxiety? It's funny, like, I don't know, you were just saying that, I was thinking, sometimes, I mean, I have seen dogs where they're kind of scared of you, right, and they'll back off of it. No, but that part, that's humans, when we're talking about mating, let's talk about a female going into heat. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's my bad, I'm, so, I'm sorry for not explaining that. That, that. That's different, I'm talking about, I'm talking about when, when animals are mating, right? What, no, no, they kind of just charge each other. Yeah, they just go, right? One of the reasons, the reason we took over the planet because right? at one point we didn't control the planet. We, we took over the planet not because, you know, we're the biggest, the fastest, or the strongest. There's animals, species of every type that are each one of those mm-hmm. categories. We took it over because we're the smartest. And one of the things, humans have a mating pattern also, 
one of the one of the challenges is we're too smart for our own good. We stand in our way, right? So, you know, the strip, you know, one thing I'll ask students is um, I'll say, you know, let's say I had a six-year-old. Could you walk up to her and start, you know, a regular conversation without anxiety? Everyone will say yes. I'll say, you know, if I had, let's say, an 800-pound girl who's just dripping lard, would you would you be able to do that? Now, you might not want to, but would you, could you be able to? They'd say yes. I say, now you have this bisexual, you know, playboy playmate with breast implants and a bikini. Could you approach her? And all of a sudden, everyone has anxiety. And the reason they're having anxiety, it's, again, it's self-induced. The, the six-year-old's not a mating option. Neither is the, the, the really fat girl. The playboy playmate is a mating option, so all of a sudden, they induce their own anxiety. So what happens, one of the ways we can get, there are many different ways to treat approach anxiety, phobias in general. One of them is the idea of progressive desensitization. So what happens is you have this student who can't walk up to, you know, let's say a girl who's an eight, right, who's probably really hot. You're not, in my experience, you're not really going to find nines and tens in bars. They're in bottle service clubs or, you know, in clubs that are really hard to get into. I don't, you know, I don't know about, I I don't really see tens in bars. Um, So... You know, you have this girl on eight who, you know, relatively speaking, she's a 10 in the bar. She's the queen of the bar. That girl is very difficult to approach, but you put a student, you know, for the new student, you put him in a strip club, though, where there's girls who are hotter than her with her clothes off who will walk up to him and approach him. All of a sudden, he begins to get desensitized to their looks, right, to their beauty, to, you know, one of the laws of influence is compare and contrast. They uh, they did some They did some study where basically, you know, they, they showed a bunch of, and this is in Cialdini's book, The um, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. They said they showed a bunch of guys, average housewives, and, you know, average house staffs, and they rate them and get five, sixes. Then yeah. they showed them a bunch of Playboy models. You, you know this one, right? Which is the, 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 the Playboy models get tens, and then they do it in reverse. They show the Playboy models first tens, and then they ask them to rate the housewives. Now the housewives get twos. So you, you see a bunch of strippers. You go back to the bar. That eight is now a six, and she's more approachable. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, yeah, that, that that totally makes sense. I just I just want to interject, um, and then that's very important, like with this desensitization thing. I, I just wanted to like interject because I was having a discussion with a, with a friend a little while ago about this same subject, you know, about the hotness of the girl and why we get anxiety, and also what we're attracted to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, you, you go we go through phases after being game for a while, you know, you know, you're looking for something, and then after a while, you kind of move on you say that's not what i want anymore right and what he said to me was that we're attracted to and we're, we're like we're that we value and therefore we feel anxious about whatever we are insecure about ourselves so you know if if if, if we think it's kind of like on a, on a base level like if we think we're not attractive enough then i, I you know i think we really focus on 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 the looks of the girl um but say we have another insecurity. I know. Say, say you want to get into the top um, business school in the world, right? And that um, you know that's something that's really important to you, but you don't feel that you can you're going to be able to do it. Now you meet a girl who's going to Harvard, right? She's got a, she's at Harvard Business School. Now, are you going to feel more anxious about approaching her and you know potentially more attracted to her? And value more, her more than than the other hot girl. So I'm I'm just saying like um, I really like the way you 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 explain that because the, that desensitization process is really important, and I think it's very applicable for other areas as well, not not just 
with looks because we also also get anxious about um, like uh, different social situations and different types of girls. Sure, uh, your friend, your friend is a hundred percent right. I'll uh, I'll never forget this story. Um, it's a former student who's you know I tend to stay in touch with my students and you know if you meet cool people, who cares how you meet them? They're cool people. So I, I'm I'm in touch with a good majority of my students. Uh, one day he called me up. He's um, he's an amateur singer. But he does all, you know, until you get discovered, you need some kind of, you need, you need some kind of a side job, you know, entertainment, sports. So he's a copywriter. He's in the studio. He sings in a barbershop quartet. He's in the studio recording an album. And he was gaming this girl. And uh, the girl's like, she's like, hey, she's like, I'm going to go. She's like, I have to record my song. You're going to be here. He's like, maybe. And his manager comes up to him. And he goes, do you know who that is? And I'll, I'll never forget, I wasn't there, but he told me the story, but I'll never forget the verbiage. He goes, the manager goes, do you know who that is? And he goes, some girl who likes me? Like, very cocky? Yeah. And the manager goes, no, that's so-and-so. And at the, at the time, she had the top three, the, the number three pop single in the United States. When she came out, he couldn't game her anymore. He froze up. Oh, well. Yeah, so that's, he called me in a panic about that because he thought it was a, because... See, here's the thing. Value is relative, right? We just assign value. Like I said before, but I had a student who wanted an, a girl who had an Ivy League education. I don't care about that, right? Yeah. But he cared. This, to me, I wouldn't care that she has the pop, top three pop single in the United States. I'd be like, I, that doesn't matter to me. But just like your friend said, he believes that that's value. He's insecure about his singing. So all of a sudden, here he is dealing with a celebrity who doesn't, who likes him, and he's never been in this situation, and he just locks up and he's done. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, everything that was going well suddenly starts not going well. That, that, that's why on my workshops, I mean, people can welcome to read the reviews. I spend the majority of the first day doing inner game because inner game is so, it, it's such a foundation of everything. I mean, what it really comes down to, if you want really, you know, really cool girls who are really awesome, uh, who are, you know, hot, who are cool, who have their act together, uh, you know, you need three things. You need you need your inner game, your beliefs, your inner psychology, how you deal with reality. You need your outer game, which is your lines, how charming you are, how you flirt. And you need to have a good lifestyle. Um, the idea that you're going to be some loser with bad fashion who picks his nose, plays Warcraft, and, you know, has a Playboy Playmate as a girlfriend, that that's a fairy tale. That's not real, right? Just like... A girl who's going to, you know, because at the end of the game, at the end of the day, you know, evolutionary psychology says, you know, you bring your looks to the table, you bring your replication value, and I'll bring my, my survival value, my resources. You know, it, 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 the idea that a girl is going to be 250 pounds and, you know, uh, get this guy who's a multimillionaire and is super connected and is really witty, that's also a fairy tale. That's not what's going to happen. We're going to meet somewhere in the middle. So having, having that's why, you know, part of the workshop, the stripper game workshop, that's why I chose to actually do some inner game stuff. I really believe that inner game is, you know, the foundation for everything, regular pickups, your own life. Like we were talking about, you know, before the recording started, I'm going through a course right now. And just the first day, you know, what we had mentioned was TV, and we didn't get past that. But they talk, they, they give you these beliefs and everything. And I was just like, I know all this already, right, because – I've been studying self-improvement. I think that, you know, most guys, 
you know, what, 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 what happens in the community is people, people, they want to differentiate themselves in different marketing strategies. At the end of the day, you know, the idea isn't, the idea is to be natural while at the same time, I guess, you know, you have these ideas where people like, don't use routines, routines are evil. Then you have schools that are like, routine, 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 routine. The real, the real truth of it is be in the middle, right? Is, you know, be confident, be yourself, be your best self. But I've met naturals who have never even heard of pickup, who have slept with ridiculously hot girls, and they're my close friends, and I've heard them tell the same story seven, eight, nine times, you know, if not more. So if you have, if you have good stories, if you have things about your life that are awesome, you should share those things. But the idea that, you know, students are going to come learn these magic lines, like they're some kind of magical incantation or some magic spell, and they're going to recite them on, you know, the full moon during the witching hour and the hot girl is going to appear. That's not real. And even if you do manage to trick a hot girl, because that's what you're doing, you're tricking her, you're not showing her your personality, eventually you'll run out of routines and your inner psychology will come out because the true self is always coming through and she'll see. She'll see that's not who you are. And I speak from experience because that's how I did it. I memorized tons of routines, tons of lines. I went out, I was getting girls. And, you know, I would get laid, but I couldn't keep the girl. After two weeks, the girl didn't want to be in my life. But relationships, yeah, I totally agree. Like relationships are the real test of, you know, any game. And and for for most guys who are getting into this stuff, you know, they're interested in more than just a one-night hookup, you know. As you you say, like, you know, maybe if you learn, like, tactics and and so on, um, but you, if you don't, but if you don't, focus on actually improving yourself and, you know, your inner game, but also just, you know, bits of your life which help to support your inner game, yeah. then um, you're not going to be able to hold hold on to the relationship or maintain it because she'll 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 see through you sooner or later. Um, and it'll probably be pretty quickly as well. It kind of deteriorates from there. Yeah, even if you're not even, even if, you know, it doesn't even have to be like a boyfriend-girlfriend. Even if you have to take her out on dates, you know, you have the guys who send the text and they get no response and they get needy. And they, why don't you answer me? Or you know, right there, that's your true self coming through, right? Right, um, right. Yeah. You know, there's there's really nowhere to hide it. I mean, inner psychology, I think, is one of the most important pieces um, to to everything. To not even just a game, but you know, I, I I've had so many students who, after doing inner game with me, have come back and you know, because what we're doing is we're taking, a, you know, we're taking a subset of communication strategies that exist everywhere. Things like frame control, and that's what we were talking about before, which I thought was fascinating. You know. I learned frame control from a book. That's how I learned frame control. I read a book and I practice it. Strippers are masters of frame control, and there's no stripper who read a frame control book. They just understand these things instinctively, like almost like almost like yeah. animals, like like social dominance. How, right? how, however, I will tell you, like I, when I had my my girlfriend, um, yeah. she was actually kind of like the head head girl, yeah. um, and she used to like bring the new girls in and stuff, and she she used to train them up. <laughs> And she would tell them what to say to the clients and stuff. And she would basically give them routines, right? right. She would say, yeah. But they didn't call them routines. Well, what they call them is just like, yeah, when when he says that, you said that. You say this and he'll buy you a drink, right? Oh, or, wow. You know, they do give, I mean, she, she she had all of those tips and she used to kind of train the girls up. Uh, but that was that was in China. So maybe it doesn't happen in, you know, like America. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, they hand out these little these little tips. I know it happens in Thailand as well. Um, I mean, that, that makes sense. Yeah. It, 
does, it does. I mean, but it, but it's in the same way as before we started actually studying game, guys would try and you know pass on little bits of information. It was a lot less efficient, right? Um, as, right. as a process, um, but yeah, it still kind of works. Yeah, I mean, well, they're, they're both. I mean, well, think about it like this, right? With strippers, they're 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 the mirror opposite of pickup artists, right? I really hate that word, pickup artist, by the way, but I, I don't want to say. I like to say dating coach, but any student who's playing at pickup strippers isn't really a dating coach, right? He's just, I guess, a player. It's, it's the yin to the yang, right? Their job is to hold out the illusion that you might have a chance to have sex with them while they take your money. Your job is to hold out the illusion that they may get your money while you take their time, right? And they have to back, you convey your personality, and then they backwards rationalize later on. Wait a second, I spent 45 minutes of my night with Leon. Right? They're, well, that's my real name, Leon. I don't go refer to myself as Fader, but um, they'll be like, I spent 45 minutes of my night with Leon. I must have really liked him. Right? I have to, they have to justify why they did that. Right? And once, you know, that's one of the ways where, you know, that again goes back to Cialdini stuff. Everyone in the world should study influence because, you know, we're, we're constantly making decisions and most people, again, in a game, are not aware of their own internal processes. Right, so the psychological the psychology is being exploited by everyone from marketers to vendors. So one of the ways we're influenced is commitment and consistency. The more we invest in something, right, and in advertising, you know, in business, this is called sunken cost, and then it's compounded by another business psychology called loss aversion, which is you know the the amateur stock trader he buys the stock at fifty, it goes to forty, he should sell it, it goes to thirty, and he doesn't want to sell it because he believes that until he sells it, he hasn't lost anything. It's just a number. Then it's 20. Then it's 10. And then he's lost everything, right? And that's, that's the common commitment in business. It's called sunken cost, the money you put into something. And then when you don't want to get rid of it because of commitment and consistency, it's loss aversion. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to find that strippers are... Sh- I know that a lot of... What started happening that really helped me with this course, believe it or not, this course, this course was fascinating to me. Let me explain to you why. When I learned pickup, you know, I had that one relationship. I wasn't meeting girls. I found, found love systems. I took my workshop, read products, read products from many different companies, right? Found out, figured out what worked, what didn't. So it kind of went book to, you know, computer to execution, back to computer. With the strip club workshop, I looked for sources, and I read many sources. Or the few, the many, there's, there's a few out there. Um, and they're all awful except for one where I would read these things and based on my real life experience, I'm like, this is an absolute lie. I'm like, any student who reads this and tries it will get slaughtered. This, this was phenomenal for me because everything I'm teaching is based on real life experience. What happened in January of last year was there came a point where I was, I'll never forget the point, this point. I was in Houston in a strip club and the girl clearly liked me. I wasn't that into her. I was just like, all right. I'm like, I, I felt like this. I felt like, well, I have this reputation now. I'm fader, right? I, students want to see me pick up a stripper. This girl likes me. I'm picking up a stripper. Who knows if we'll sleep together? You know, I don't know. Pulling out a stri- just because you get their contact information doesn't mean you're sleeping with them, right? Pulling, pulling out of strip clubs can be very, very messy. So I'm sitting there bored, and I just thought to myself, I'm just like, why don't I get her to just teach me her, like, internal processes? So I said, hey, I'm like, I'm curious. I'm blah, 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 blah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. One of my friends is a dancer. You know, she wants to learn about dancing. Well, can you give me some tips for her? 
And as she started to explain things to me, you know, I've, I've studied a little bit of NLP. You know, I think NLP sort of has its place. I don't know. NLP has a worse signal-to-noise ratio than pickup does. But there are a couple of useful things. And one of the useful things in NLP is eliciting people's processes and their strategies. So I got her to teach me these different pieces. And there was so much information I got out of that. I was like, holy shit. So then I said, maybe I can do this again. So the next time I ended up in a workshop picking up a stripper that I didn't care about, I got I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. And basically what I did was I aggregated all that information. And then what's really twisted, right, check this out. A lot of my friends, like girls, like that's how this course started. I, I told you earlier, you know, I was going to these clubs to play house music, nine in the morning. You know, this is before I found pickup and I was hanging out with dancers. I just, I was just the loser who didn't hook up with them. They'd go like, you know, blow my friend in the bathroom and then, you know, come out and hang out with me. Um, so I had a lot of experience with these girls. I have a lot of friends who are dancers. So what, what I did was ready for this. This is, this is how I, I guess it's, I don't, I think it's awesome, but overall for sale, it's probably terrible. Um, so many of my friends dance in New York. I had them come over and proof the class for me. Like, I'd buy them dinner and drinks. We'd, I'd order in, buy, you know, have, have liquor, right? They'd come over, and we'd just go through the course, and they'd be like, this is wrong, this would never work, why don't you have this and this? I saw you do this last time. And multiple dancers came over here and helped me with the course, but the agreement was that I would never, ever teach it in New York. So I'm never, ever going to teach the strip club game in New York, right? Because they helped me. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah, that is pretty crazy. That's interesting, though, because it's, it's good to have that um, female perspective. And yes. as you said, like, several times, I mean, my experience, too, has been that they're extremely socialized and yes. they they know what they're doing, you know, yes. whereas, you know, uh, the girls you meet in bars, they, they, don't necess- they don't as often know why they're doing things. Um, yes. But unless they're the higher quality ones, then they know a bit more. So, and Theta Leon, it's it's been a great conversation. We covered a lot of ground today. Um, we went through, um, you know, all, all the stripper games. So, you know, it's, it's going to be great for all the guys to get their heads around that and see if it's for them. And um, we also covered inner game, um, yep. which, you know, a huge point there. So, thanks, and look, I hope to like catch up with you sometime, maybe in New York. Sure. Let me know when you let me know when you come through. I'd be happy to take you out for drinks. Want to go have fun? This interview was brought to you by Dating Skills Review. Dating Skills Review is the Amazon.com of dating advice for men. If it exists, we have it. We help you find the best advice fast, so you can get good with women in months, not years. Find us at www.datingskillsreview.com.